Welcome to Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter 12 College podcast, where we share the stories of people in our school community. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring stories in our school's 13 year history. Kai Simon is a year nine student in supported learning. He's autistic, dyslexic and battles anxiety. Remarkably, the 16 year old has had his own business for the past five years and not just any business, but a successful one that's changing people's lives. Kaiko Fidgets makes products that help people with all ages with their mental health, anxiety and concentration. Kai's parents work full time in the family business, which has customers all around the world. In 2018, as part of the National Kids in Business Mentoring Program, Kai won the Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And in 2020, he was the youngest finalist in the seven new Small Business Young Achiever Awards. His mum, Jo, is also an occupational therapist, which ties in perfectly with the business. And they've both joined us for a chat. Hi, Kai and Jo, how are you? Hello, nice to meet you too. Hi, yeah. thanks for having us. All good. Oh, it's a pl- always a pleasure for us. Um, now, the Kaiko story actually starts uh, in Canada, I believe, Kai. Uh, when you were 11, you did a school program in, in Canada, I, I think, and... They gave you some colourful, noisy fidgets and you brought them back uh, to Australia and took them to school. Uh, what happened then? Uh, so a lot of kids saw the colour and uh, would pick, me, pick on me for having them because they looked very childlike. So, um, yeah, so they just picked on me a lot. Yeah, and uh, Kai came home crying one day. He was pretty upset that he was getting teased because he needed these supports for both emotional regulation and uh, concentration in the classroom. And without them, you know, he really um, struggled. So he needed them, but he didn't want to be singled out by his peers. So we brainstormed some other materials that might be a little bit more discreet and um, tell them about our first experience of mucking around with metal. What, what, like, we Googled... Uh, how to how to degrease a chain. <laughs> so when we first started, this was before we were doing it and selling it. We were using chemicals to degrease it, yeah. and it made our house smell like a Chinese factory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, like right. Google told us that petrol was a, a good way of degreasing chains. So we're like, oh yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do that. And they were disgusting, particularly uh, not good when you're a sensory. Um, you know, yeah. sensory <laughs> was horrible. Oh. Yeah. So it was a, a learning process. But yeah, Kai, Kai made them um, initially just for himself. And the first day he took them to class in grade four, instead of teasing them, kids were like, where'd you get that? <laughs> and he's like, I made them. They you did not. And I thought, right, I won't say exactly what I said. But um, <laughs> I, I said, right, well, let's fix these little ones that are, you know, being unencouraging. Yeah. So Kai actually on the way to school, because we were travelling... How long? An hour and a half at least a day. Yeah, right. so he was driving over to Bentley, the other side of Melbourne, to right, get yeah. to do a program over there when we got back from Canada. And um, so on the way to school, he made a fidget for each kid in the class and all of a sudden everybody was wanting them. So we thought we'd do some markets to help build his confidence and self-esteem. So it was really just about, you know, really just having a bit of fun. I was already doing craft markets just yeah. on the side thing. So you were, you were doing um, like... 
personalised notebooks yeah, and things, yeah. weren't you? So, yeah. um, and you had to get special permission or something to get uh, Kai to sell his. Little table. You, you and what happened that first day? Um, he sold, how many fidgets did he sell? We sold over 70. Really? Right, and how many uh, personalised notebooks did you sell that day? I, I can't. I actually can't remember, but he definitely outshone <laughs> me. That's for sure. And yeah. very, very quickly, it became evident that I had to choose between the fidgets and what I was doing because the demand for his range was right. um, way. Like I had just no idea. And, and that was just almost immediately you yeah, made that connection. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. his first day, he hit the ground running, and every every market after that. Um, so, yeah, so it, it was a very much an accidental business and, and really for a, quite a while it was just a hobby that we did on weekends at markets but um, uh, the more people found them and found them beneficial, uh, they started word of mouth talking and it just got to the point where it was so ridiculous I had to quit my job <laughs> and my husband had to quit his job to help yeah. Kai make yeah. the product. Um, so how, how long into it was that when, when you – it's Mike, your husband. Yeah. yeah. How long in was – how did you had to quit jobs? Probably two years of two um, years, yeah. doing it part time. Yep. Um, and then we, um, in the meantime, we recognised obviously there was a demand or a need, so we found a kids in business mentoring program for uh, us to do as a family with Kai, so to teach Kai about building a website and you know what does a domain you know ha like all those things yeah. which we we um, had no idea about any of that sort of stuff. And um, we did the 12-month business uh, program. Its focus is for kids and they had challenges and um, it culminated in a trip to China to teach sourcing and importing. Um, and, yeah, so Kai and Kobe, his younger brother, got um, – we gave them a certain amount of money each to pick a product as well as, um, uh, you know, do find uh, materials and stuff for his fidgets and – um, yeah, that's how sort of that then exploded the business even further. Yeah, sure. And so you did your homework and realised that no one else in Australia was making fidgets like that? No, so um, a lot of the shops that sell fidgets in Australia are very small and are very regional. So, like, you don't really know about them unless you know the area. Right. Um, and a lot of them are, are targeted more for kids than for adults and so that's where we kind of had there was no market for the adult market or teens to adults so that's where we ended up mm. going from yeah and and, and a, a, a child with sensory needs becomes a tween teen with sensory needs becomes an adult yeah. you don't you don't lose your need um and what we were finding or the stories we were hearing is that they were having to repurpose toys and squishies and colorful things and be embarrassed about it in workplaces yeah. so all of a sudden you know we were hearing lots and lots of stories exactly the same, how, how much they loved using something that was discreet and made for adults or teens. And yeah. so the range just kept on expanding rapidly. And what percentage of your business is actually in, like, adults rather than kids? Oh, oh I probably know that more than Kai because I run mm. the website, but probably at least 80%. 80%? Really? Yeah. Adults? Wow. We're... Wow. we're uh, our, our core business. Yeah. Um, 
over COVID, we sort of branched out because we weren't doing events because we weren't allowed to. Mm. Um, we expanded our range to sort of cover off a lot more because we felt yep. like we had to do more in order to actually survive. Um, and we're pairing right back again to more focus on the teen to adult because we reckon that, that that's very much our point of difference. Yeah. Is that and, we and just, I suppose, on, on that kind of topic, I mean, it's only been in more recent times where... Um, a lot of conditions have been given a name and actually mm -hmm. been diagnosed. So um, I'd imagine there'd, there'd be some elderly customers that you'd have as well. Mm -hmm. Is that like what's your oldest uh, customers, for instance? Oh, I probably don't know their age, but we, we definitely we do a lot of work with people that have dementia because when oh, when right. people have dementia, they often have agitation because they're yep. quite confused, and um, being able to do something that busies with their hands and particularly the the blokes with the chains because it's familiar it's often things that they've worked with yeah. in younger years um so it's quite familiar for them yeah. um they can actually use them and that can just help drop um it drop that anxiety when they're using them yeah sure and so your whole entire family now works in the business yep our 12 year old makes fidgets kai um, obviously he makes fidgets and he does a lot of the product um, assessment and development too. We don't, pretty much we don't do anything without going through Kai's veil and he has very honest feedback. Ah, uh, yes, very <laughs> honest feedback. Yeah. Give us an example of the kind of feedback that's very, like, brutally honest, Kai. Um, some of my mum thought was great. Like, no, that's terrible. What about the thing you saw on my desk recently? I agreed with you. I didn't think it was right. Remember that big, <laughs> like, clunky thing that we got as oh, a sample? Yeah, nah. <laughs> nah. He's like, yeah. this is <laughs> SH. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Don't go on with that. This is a school-friendly no. podcast. But He's like, this is terrible. Um, so it's certainly not a, a case of mum is always right in your house. No. No. Um, <laughs> I'm often yeah. frequently not. Yeah. Um, so... Who's the boss? Who makes the decisions? Um, how does that whole dynamic work? Uh, I guess we're all kind of part of it. So, like, my parents would be, like, half and I'd have half of, like, the decision-making. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess it depends on what aspect. I, yeah. I'm responsible for the um, running of the website and customer interface. Mm. Um, Kai definitely in the product selection and picking and my husband's also in that space as well yeah. so you're sort of what, did, what did he do for a living before he was a spare, spare parts driver oh sorry spare, yeah, right. yeah yeah so um quite quite a different field yeah um yep yeah but he, okay. he loves tinkering with his hands so he, yeah. he really enjoys it he's yep. got lots of burly um injuries to his hands though as a result and so, Joe, you've been an occupational therapist for many years, mm -hmm. which must be a great benefit for the business. Again, it was just a nice pairing. It was accidental. Yep. Like, I, you know, it actually took me a couple of years into doing Coco to actually even tell people I was no tea. I hadn't actually, like, I was just Kai's mum and supporting him and what he was you doing. You hadn't sort of made that connection to it. No, it's been embarrassing. But <laughs> that's, I don't think I've ever told anyone that. I just, I, I didn't. I was just like, oh, yeah, and I'm an, and all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah. but I was using my skills a lot because yep. people had talked to us about particular needs. Like they might say, look, um, like the caterpillar fidget we've got sitting here on the bench here, it's got beads that you roll. Um, before that one, we were having people pick up the metal ones and say that, oh, they prefer something softer. That Or I, I roll blue tack and, you know, the, the harder fidgets don't really tick the box for me. So mm. then we'd go back to the drawing board and I could use those clinical reasoning skills to actually pull apart their need and try and match it with um, something that we could create. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's one of the beautiful things, isn't it, that people come to you with their issues, they share mm. their uh, history with you, and then you try to help them. Yeah, and, and, and we're so blessed. Like, people are so um, vulnerable in things that they wish. I would probably get 10 or 20 emails a day from customers wow. either sharing positive stories or stories of challenge and ha- the impact the product's having. So I um, am very blessed to have that and, and, and probably get a couple a week of people saying, we'd love to see this or this. And I, I, I'm a risk taker, as is Kai and Mike. So we're like, okay, one person wants it. That must mean many people want it. And we'll, yep. we'll, And some of our products are world firsts. Then they've not existed until we've made them. Wow. And people don't actually understand the back, the back story behind how it comes to be making a product. Like you've got to make moulds. Yeah. You know, moulds can cost... Well, let's start, take it back yeah, a sorry. step. So, <laughs> no, that's all right. You've brought it up. I just thought, let's go back a touch. How does it go from... Uh, them coming to you and uh, with like a, a an issue, a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that then progress to like an idea, a, a design, and through to the finished product? Do you want to talk about the wrist bikey? Someone was using the 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 finger one that we have, um, and they wanted something for their wrists. Um, so they came to us and said, oh, do you have anything that we could put on our wrists? And we said, um, we don't, uh, we decided to make one. So we had to make up like a, a model of it and take a photo of it to send to our um, person in China to get the molds and stuff made over there for the product. And then you had, then they had to make the product, they'd, tes- they'd br- send a... Um, test one so you can see what it's like and if you want to change some things with it or not and then if you like it then then you'd buy however many that you're is the minimum or whatever you want Mm. yeah right and it's often quite detailed like recently we had a customer ask us we've got these round ball gyroscopes that spin on a desk and someone said i'd really love a big one of those i'm like oh Great idea. Yeah. Um, so we asked uh, the factory that makes our smaller ones to make a bigger one. So it cost, I think it was about 6000 US to get the mould made to make one. And yeah. so you, 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 yeah. you have to be fairly committed to uh, we want to make these. And we got it back and it actually, for this is the first time this has happened, um, it, it didn't nail it. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So we had to make a second mould in order to... So, yeah, that's sort of the process. It's just a trial and error mm. and then you've got to sort of uh, trust your gut and back yourself one way or another yep. as to whether or not it's a good idea. Yeah, sure. Mm. Um, now, here's some of the, just for the listeners, some of the different uh, products that Kaiko has. Uh, bike chain, magic ball, spinning cog, hand roller, fiddle stick, sand art, spinning cube, stress balls, fidgets based on a centipede, silkworm, caterpillar, poppets and other things that are fluffy, squish, squishy, stretchy, spiky, that's, that's a mouthful, uh, <laughs> magnetic, glow in the dark, chewable, you name it. It's basically uh, Kaiko is a one-stop shop for uh, sensory products. Is that what you want to be? That yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, certainly for the probably 10 years and older market. Are we, yeah. Our products are suitable for three and up and a lot of them are used for younger. We do a lot of work with um, primary schools but yeah. and primary age kids but we... We uh, we particularly focus on making sure our products are robust and discreet for the older kids yeah. and adults. Yeah. And so, Kai, what's your favourite type of fidget? Um, mine is the medium fidget, uh, 
Like chain fidget. Um, I it's it like fits over like one or two fingers, and you can just like roll it. Yeah. That's the one that Ben has right now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it actually replicates pen clicking. The action of using it is yeah, very right. similar in action. Yeah. It's not like clicking a pen. Like it's not noisy like that. But when you actually yep. put it over your finger, you're actually using the same um, uh, mechanics yep. to actually yeah. use it. So. Thanks for bringing these in, by the way. By <laughs> the way, listeners, yeah. uh, we've got a couple of fidgets brought in here. Yeah, these are great. Um, and, and Kai, does your favourite one alternate from week to week or day to day or move know, to move? Normally, normally it's just the, the, that one. Yeah. Is my favourite. When well, you just do this with it? Just um, roll around like roll that? With one here. You can show me, mate. It's probably not, this isn't a visual medium, but oh yeah, pretty simple. Mm. It's like spinning a, a gun. You know, a lot of kids in class are always gun. clicking their pens, so that's yeah. really good. So it's silent and, and you can yeah. have it in your pocket. Um, and it's interesting, like I, I re, uh, gave some to a an electrician that was at our house recently and he goes, yeah. oh, look, I'm not much of a fidgeter, you know, d don't feel yeah. you need to give. And I said, no, no, take it, you'll never know. Once you got going. Well, <laughs> four days later yeah. he rang us and said, Joe, can I swing back around and get a couple more? We're all fighting over it in the truck. Wow. So he didn't realise how effective it was going to yep. be for him. He said... Yep. It's amazing. Um, mm. yep. So, yeah, they, it, it's yep. nice. It's not like about 80% of people are sensory. About 20% of people prefer not to be touching things. Yeah. Um, but for the majority of us, whether we're neurodiverse or typical um, sensory things, are, you know, we grind, we, we chew, yeah. we pick our nails, we twirl our hair, we tap our legs, we click our pens. They're all things that are sensory seeking. Yep. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people probably... Uh, have all those things, don't realise the the uh, assistance they could get. Mm. I recently, this is a bit, I recently had a teacher, uh, I was at an expo and they said to me, oh, you know, I, I think kids should just sit still and, <laughs> and you know, I, I don't like fidgets and I, I, th I think they should be banned from a classroom and she was really old school. Yeah. And she said, she goes, you know, they just need to sit still and, and meanwhile, she had a lanyard on, like the expo lanyard and, and she was fiddling with <laughs> yeah. it the entire time she yeah. was talking. Yeah. To me, and I actually just gently at the end of the conversation said, "You know, we're all sensory. You know, most of us are sensory. You've actually been fidgeting with your lanyard the whole time." I said, "It's the same need," and you should have seen her face. Yeah. <laughs> the same with me. Wedding ring. I just keep yeah. twirling it and all, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, um, when I was um, yeah. in year six or five years ago, we actually that was when like fidget spinners. Everyone had one of them, and they actually got banned mm -hmm. at school. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, th that phase. It, like it's been a like a great thing, but a difficult thing because it has kind of put yep. fidgets in that category of distraction. Yeah. Um, but the, the majority of things that we have don't have noise to them, and mm. those spinners were quite large, so mm. you kind of had to do them two-handed. You had to hold with one hand and spin with the other. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the things that we have are one-handed, in-pocket kind or of size or fidgets. A couple of fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Kai, the name of the business. Kaiko is a combination of yours and your brother Kobe's yes. name. Um, and the logo colours, uh, orange and teal, they're yours and, and Kobe's favourite colours. Yes. Now, did you basically say to mum and dad, listen, I'm the boss, I'm deciding the business name and the colours. How, how did that happen? Um, well, considering it was like to start off, it was like a my business kind of thing. Um, so my, we just wanted it something simple. So we trialled a bunch of names for them and then just the one that worked well was the one which was Kai and yeah. Kaiko, which was a mixture of me and my brother's name. He, he, he would love it to be Kai Kobe because it's yeah. got Kai's full his name and name. not his full name. But um, It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't sound as good. 
It's just yeah. one extra syllable. It's like but co, like company. Yeah, and most people assume that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's actually the two boys. Um, but it was really just a brainstorming. Like, it, it really was just something a bit fun. Like, yeah. we, we had to come up with something. The first logo didn't even quite look what it like it did. And then we got that logo done on Fiverr for, I think, like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, where do you make most of your products? Like uh, at, at home. Yep. Yep. So it's a backyard workshop or in the garage or what have we you got? We have a room. We do it all in the house. <laughs> Every, in the house? Everywhere. <laughs> to, uh, to Joe's regret. Like she's shaking her head oh, right now. It's everywhere. Like literally yeah. there isn't a room that doesn't have something in it. We've got one room that we uh, most of the, uh, the production actually happens in. Yeah. But packaging, stickering, because all the containers, yeah. we, like we do everything in-house. So, Do you have a showroom or a showcase where you go, okay, these are the latest just to show off to people uh, who come by in? By appointment, we do have people that come. Yeah. We've had a number of um, parents and students from this school even come yeah, and visit. Right. Um, and yep. uh, So we've got a picking room where all our stuff is for our online because the majority of our um, sales come from online now. In post-COVID or mm. during COVID onwards, yeah. um, everything completely changed. Um, and so most of so it's not a proper like display area. We haven't got the s- space. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's all used for functional. Yes. But um, that room has everything in it, and we test and people talk about what their needs are, and then we kind of work through. You know, try this, try that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned before about the wrist spiky. Um, that's a that's a pretty special story behind how that came into being too, isn't it? Yeah. So we. Uh, We had um, a a customer talk to us about the fact that they were um, cutting in response to anxiety. So they weren't – it's called non-suicidal self-harm. So the pain was helping them stop the looping in their brain that they were feeling. Mm. Um, And so um, most most people that struggle with that get told to hold ice in their hand. That's not particularly portable. Ice melts. Um, or flicker like a band, um, and so there's n- there's not really ever been a tool on the market that is wearable that was discreet that that could deliver a high level of pain to the area without damaging the skin. So we had the finger spiky, and so we <laughs> cut them apart and wired with them together just to sort of muck around, and that was sort of our prototype. And then we sent it off and. Um, got different models made up to see what we thought and tested it um, with one one batch and we're now it would be our biggest seller particularly in COVID we saw a dramatic increase in people um, mm. finding it. And, it and it's a very common and very normal um, sensory need to, yep. to it's it's not uncommon and it's not necessarily something that needs to be fixed it's just that it's it's helpful for somebody that's needing that high input to find something that delivers the pain without hurting their skin because obviously with broken skin comes stigma shame risk of infection um so by being able to deliver um intense pain to um Mm. either the wrist or the finger they can get that need met without actually damaging or scarring themselves yep yeah And so, are there any uh, sales figures you can possibly share to give us an idea of how successful you've become? 
Um, it, it always sounds much flashier than it is. So, Kaiko now is turning over a million dollars a year. So, that's right. turnover. That's not well, profit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with that comes a lot of overheads and insurance. Yeah. Like yeah. our insurance, just to give you an idea, went from like as uh, when we first started, we were paying under $1,000. Our insurance now is over 35000 a year just, wow. just in insurance. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so it's, it's turning over a million, more than a million. Wow. Uh, yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive yeah. on the way up. Um, so how much percentage of it would be overseas? Um, 80%. Oh, really? Overseas. Oh, as in orders. Oh. oh. Um, probably like 10%. Yeah. yeah oh, right. So it's a small percentage. 5 to 10%. We've just picked up a couple of stockers. Yeah. There's a lot of regulations around exporting. and. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and we're sort of trying to learn all those, but um, we've got um, two New Zealand stockers, two American, and two in the UK. Okay. Um, so yep. we're starting that process. We, we we also ship directly, but costs are really expensive to yeah. privately ship. Yep. Um, so a lot of people get put off, but the the products need base. So if someone needs a wrist spiky, they'll they'll spend the money on the postage. But we wanted a more affordable option for them. Mm. So getting mm. stockists overseas was um, yeah. uh, but they all approached us. So, so everything has all happened organically. We don't yeah. kind of go out looking for anybody. They just yeah. find us. Is, um, like you mentioned earlier, no one else had made these sorts of things Mm-mm. in Australia. Are they, are they making them now? Are no. They no competitors? No. Not really. What about overseas? Are there any... Um, um, well, look, some, I mean, some of the products we have, other people have. So we're not yeah. like, not our whole range isn't exclusive, but yep. there's certainly quite a lot of the products we have that are exclusive. You have to have a fair appetite for risk because, you know, the minimum quantities, like, for example, the wrist spiky, to do the wrist spikies, I have to order 10,000 at a time. So you don't want to just dabble in that um, to to get the size range um, and the compression right. You've you've Mm. got to go all in. So, um, but for me, if one person is supported, that that was probably the driving thing for me in taking that Mm. risk was, like, if one person... Can actually be supported in not cutting. Yeah. The the money aspect is not That's relevant. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. But there's a fair chance that others are feeling like that. Turned out that or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, <right>. yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, Kai, how does it make you feel that you've helped so many people? It's it's nice that it helps people. Um, it's one of the benefits of having a business uh, like this because it gets to help a lot of people. I've watched Kai's self-esteem go from really struggling. Um, no matter how much as a parent I encouraged him and said that he was ama- like amazing, because he struggled with schoolwork and because he struggled often at times, you know, growing up socially, not now, but mm. growing up, yeah. um, s- school didn't make him feel successful. Um, mm. And so for the first time in his life, he was doing something that people were liking and giving him positive. And yep. so all the you know therapy and encouragement actually wasn't what he needed. It was actually running his own little business, <laughs> which um, turned out to be the key in um, really yeah. helping him feel good about himself. So for me, I actually think that if people ask me what's the best thing that's come out of Kaiko, yep. for me is that I see my boy happy and confident and um, and and fully embracing his strengths rather than focusing on the things that he did struggle with. Yeah, mm. yeah, sure. And Kai, what do your friends think of your success? Um, a lot of them think it's pretty cool. Yep. Um, yeah. And ask 
uh, for like help with fidgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. We have a, a lot of um, people that Kai knows. Um, so we actually have a number of neurodiverse teens and young adults that actually help make some of the fidgets as well. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and talking about building confidence and all that sort of stuff, Kai, this certainly isn't your first interview. Uh, you've done a, a lot of interviews, including uh, a few of us saw, well, quite a few people would have seen on uh, on Sunrise on Channel 7 a few months back. I mean, what has it been like to, when you're building your confidence, not only in yourself, um, in what you're capable of doing with fidgets, but actually speaking about it and sharing your story? Yeah, um, it's, it's, I got a lot used, uh, used to it, but originally it was very hard. Um, but over time, because I've done it for so, for so many years and so many times, uh, it's more now like it's I'm used to it. Yeah. Well, you're good at it too. So yeah. keep it going. <laughs> and someone else who, else who agrees, uh, another um, uh, great endorsement came from Osher Gunsberg. That's how you pronounce his name? Osher Gunsberg, yeah, yeah. the TV host who's mm-hmm. a fidgeter as well. And he gave a great endorsement for Kaiko on his podcast. Um have you heard about any other high-profile fidgeters? Yeah, uh, he had Caitlin Stamos, John Stamos. Uh, you oh, right. might not John know, Stam- but I know John yeah. Stamos. Yeah, yeah from yep. Full House. Yep. Um, his wife contacted us to interview Kai on her podcast. Um, yeah. Wow! And so he got interviewed from us. Like we were in Australia, it was in COVID, and I'm sitting off to the side. John Stamos used to be on my wall yeah. as a kid. Like Pin-up he, boy. he was yeah. the he all over my wall. Is his wife a? a Celebrity anyway. She's or a, a celebrity, star and um, uh, sh- she's um, a social right. Uh, okay. Not activist is that what you know? That's not the right or word. Or social influencer. Influencer, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, and she's lovely, mm. and she, she um, she, so Kai and her are talking on screen, and all of a sudden John puts <laughs> his head in, and <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my you've God. melted, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, she stole the, the <laughs> show. She was she was beautiful. Who else have you? Um, Lucy and Kel from Light FM have interviewed you a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. They, they use the products daily. So yeah, right. um, yep. they both have their favourite fidgets and have been using them for a number of years while they're yeah. presenting. Um, yeah. It would be interesting to find out how many other well-known people actually mm. um, have these there was needs the, as well. um, the YouTubers... The Norris Nuts. Oh, Norris Nuts. We didn't even know that okay. they were talking about our pro- uh, our products. Yeah. And someone uh, sent me a link to there because I don't watch them or I'm not really into social media much. Um, and they're like squealing, oh, my goodness, you're on Norris Nuts. And we had no idea. Same with right. Osha. Yeah. Tara Moss and Osha oh, yeah. were talking yep. on their podcast about Kai and the fidgets, and like we didn't even know. They hadn't let us know that they were talking about us. It was just incidental that they were talking. Yeah, yeah, sure. And Kai, what's the nicest compliment you've received about your fidgets? Um, that it's helped helped people. Like yeah. when they say it's helped, I think that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you fit it all in around like your fidget making and your decision making and telling mum what the right moves are and what they aren't? How do you fit that all in around your schoolwork? Well, um... I can always work after school and then with uh, my parents, because they work full time, they can do stuff during the day and then whatever needs to be dealt with, I talk about it at night time. Yep. 
We we very much don't put any pressure on. Co- well, okay, maybe a little <laughs> bit at the moment because I'm I'm low yeah. on a particular product he makes. But right. um, <laughs> that was a, like on air dig. Come on, guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we don't put any pressure on Kai. We very much let him be led, like because his um, ability to um, engage can ebb and flow depending on yep. what other things are happening around him. So we very much want it to be. I mean, he's a kid, it, not a kid. He's a young man, but you know, he needs to be able to to be a kid, to, to be, be a, a young kid. Man. Yeah. yeah. So yep. um, when the business got bigger than something that he he could solely do on his own we've taken the lead in that regard and we do the grunt work mm. and then as he would like to participate um we you know he, he does that that's wonderful what what supporting parents yeah. really <laughs> um and kai you want to do this for the rest of your life and you want to take this global don't you yeah that would be good as well but um yeah that's the dream. He also has another inspiration, oh. uh, aspiration as oh, well. Oh, we've, we've got an exclusive here, folks. Yes. Um, Kai, what is it? Reveal it to us. So, it'd be uh, AFP officer or uh, ASIO ACES. Oh, well, wow. Right. So, you um, want to investigate and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow. So, so, that's something he... But he can do both. There's no reason he why he why can't not? do both. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. There might be some fidgety crooks out there too that... Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you'll be on to them. Um, now, um, Joe, obviously there'd be people out there um, who are listening who would benefit from your fidgets. What, what would you say to them? I mean, some people who might not even recognise that they have a need. Um, well, probably the most important thing to understand is that s- the s- people's sensory preferences are very individual. So mm. just, uh, just because you do or don't like one thing, the next person will respond to something completely different. So it's very important to – if you're looking for something for yourself, if you pick something up, up, up and it's, you're not responding to it, that's okay because there's thousands of other options that will yep. be available. Um, and that – Things can really make a difference in terms of, like, when we're moving, um, it actually stimulates a part of the brain that drops adrenaline and cortisol, and that dropping of adrenaline and cortisol quietens down that fright-flight response Mm. and allows us to um, engage the front part of the brain, which is what we use to think and process. So, fidgeting, um, chewing gum is another one that's really helpful. So, anything chewing um, helps do the same thing. Um, But in terms of fidgets, it's, it's about exploring your needs. Often, what we do without thinking is a really good guide. So some people twirl hair, for example, mm. and hair twirlers, the caterpillar fidget is being designed around that. Those that pick their, their nails, um, the finger spiky has been created for. Um, those that tend to toss their phone or play with their keys in a sort of rotational way. Um, the hand rollers... People respond to heat or cold. So we've got all different things. And people are more than welcome to contact us um, and ask questions. I daily help people work through um, identifying what's a good fit. Because mm. um, nailing it the first time I, uh, ideally is good because you tend not to throw the ba- – what's the expression? Baby out with a ba- – Throw the baby out with the bath, bath water. water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have a bad experience once and think, oh, no, that's, that's terrible or that's not meeting my needs mm. – um, you might not then go on to explore other things. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if that answers the question. No, that did. <laughs> and so do you have any plans for, like, what's the next product that you're making? Um, at the moment we're working on the, the bigger gyroscope, um, which is currently 
in its second revision because it's not helpful. And um, I had a customer in the last week ask for a mini, a weighted mini um, Infinity Cube. Um, so we're um, looking at doing that as well but we're just constantly particularly with the caterpillar range which is the one with the beads like looking at different textures i've got yeah. one that we're just about to launch which has got hatched beads which is quite scratchy which gives really strong feedback um so yeah we're just constantly meandering through um i'm i this is a scoop because i haven't yeah. actually oh well, here we go set it outside of you're exciting I'm, me joe yeah. <laughs> you like scoops of course yeah. you're a <laughs> yeah, former journalist. Um, yeah. I've actually just been um, diagnosed as autistic and ADHD myself. Oh, wow. I was very surprised by the autistic Gee. diagnosis, but the ADHD I wasn't. Right. Um, but it's – so my brain's just constantly spooling, as is Kai. So it's just this yeah. – I, I can't even quite explain huh. what we do. We're just constantly, like, in inappropriate times, like, off on a tangent, looking at doing something or – yeah. Right. Well, you've been on track while you've been here, that's for sure, <laughs> without any uh, fidgeting going on whatsoever. No. But, um, I suppose it, it was all meant to be. It was all... Yeah. You were meant to work in this field, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Um, and I just encourage people on that note. If 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 you are struggling with something, it, it, it doesn't matter what age you are. I'm 51 and I, I wanted to know if I was ADHD so that I could maybe get some support and help and so yeah at, at any yeah. age it's okay to uh, you know explore that and there's nothing it's not broken and it's not uh, something to be ashamed of it's it's i think they're superpowers yeah yeah sure. and kai what advice would you give young people who are listening um don't give up on your dreams if you want to do something a job or start a business or whatever go try it and then if it doesn't work out keep trying maybe change something that didn't work out look at the outlook of it and see what step what went wrong. Yeah, That's often great. often young people assume that you have to be an adult to go into business for yourself, but you can get an ABN. Um, you can get a tax file number and an ABN from I think it's twelve, um, well, and, and a yeah. twelve year old can earn up to twenty two and a half thousand tax wow. free. Yeah. So y there's nothing stopping yep. um, young people in um, pursuing passions. That we would agree that. Um, Finding something that you're most passionate about and trying to create a business around that is the key because yeah. you love it. If you don't love it, it, it's just a job. That's true of yeah, adults too. Exactly. It doesn't feel like work if you love it. That's, That's right. right. Um, and how can we or how can people find your products and contact you and give us the website details and social media and all that sort of stuff if you can? Um, you could look up Kai, 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 Kaiko Fidgets. On um, Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, then you can also watch social uh, com on the internet. Yep. So it's K A I K O and fidgets. Yep. Dot com. Dot com. Yep. Great. Uh, my sensory space store. Sto store. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we, we discovered that if you don't know Kaiko Fidgets, in Google, Google Words, if, if you don't know Kaiko Fidgets, you don't necessarily find us. Yeah. So we've actually got a second I Googled store. you and there's a, it leads to a few other things. Yeah, so we've, we, we've also got My Sensory Store and that's really just so people can find us. So we've got to the, exactly the same website. It's just yeah. a yep. different name on the front end. That's all. Well, that was a great yeah. interview, yeah. That's, that's wonderful. We, we could keep asking you questions <laughs> all day, but uh, 
it's not practical to do that. I don't think, think you'd appreciate that. But, um, no, we really appreciate your time. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, Kai and Joe, thanks so much for sharing your story with us and oh, good luck in the rest of your adventures. Thank you. Thank so, and thank you so much. Oh, good. No, thanks. It's great. And to our listeners, we trust you took some inspiration from that. You'll be hearing from us soon. Goodbye. Bye. Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter 12 College podcast, is entirely recorded and produced on-site here at the college. If you think there's someone we should interview, please email your nominations, along with a brief explanation to our email address, podcast at manorlakesp12.vic.edu.au, or just come over for a chat when you see us around the school. We must thank some wonderful teachers for their time and expertise to this project. Aidan Arendez and his team for their technical production skills to bring this podcast to the airwaves. Quite a time-consuming task indeed. And to Michael Polk for sourcing our hip theme music and designing our stylish cover art. Thanks, gentlemen. And last but not least, thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in. Until next time.